Well, God bless you today. And we are here to serve the King and listen to him and from him today. Amen. We are sealed. We're going to be talking about two items of business today. One is that we are sealed. And there has never been a greater opportunity to show off, to show our light, than right now. Have you noticed that? That people are running around with a countenance of worry. And behind their masks, you can still see their eyes and you can see it upon their countenance, their body language. There is a reluctancy and a fear of that unknown that is happening. And in this unknown, we have opportunity. The enemy has opportunity and God has opportunity. Which one shall we go for? Which one? Which one? Now, my little girl, Elizabeth Rejoice Lloyd, seeing up and wave, little girl. You, can, you can't see her live stream, but everybody here can see her. She has caught, gotten the bug of telling jokes. And some of you may have seen, seen them if you're Facebook friends of ours. And this is one of the best jokes, okay? All right. What do lightning bugs eat? Anybody got it? What do lightning bugs eat? Tell them what it is, Elizabeth. They eat. They eat light snacks. Now, now, that's something we can't do right now, is to eat like snacks. We need to get to the depth of our heart and the depth of our faith and to display it, don't we? Don't we? What do we Christians, serious, avid Christians, eat during COVID-19? Doing faith. That's what we got to eat. We got to do it. Not just talk it. Not just dream about it. Not just think about it. But we have to be doing the faith. That's what people see as being true. When things are shaking around us, and there's tremblings going on. Have you heard there's earthquakes in the land? Within, in, in, in the world, there are earthquakes happening. As the shaking is happening, we take confidence in our anchor of faith, the Lord Jesus Christ, in Daddy God, in the moving of His Spirit. And in that, if we live in that, we shall not be shaken. And in fact, as there is a shaking going on, we will have a confidence. 
a confidence and a surety in our steps that people will be drawn to and people will see. You won't have to do the talk. They will see the walk and they will be drawn. They will be my people and I will be their God. This has been God's heart as he created man and the failings of man happened and Noah and, and Adam that he wants to have a people for himself. And this is how this pandemic, if you want to call it that, this time we are in right now can turn into and actually be a blessed time as we live in him, inside of him. We will display the power of God and love everlasting. We got this because God has it. And we are inside of him, so we get it by default. He's got this. Not the government, not us, not logic, nor outstores and storehouses, but this walking, living God that commands the earth to stay spinning and holds it in his hand. Surely, surely we can have confidence and comfort that he's got this. Let's all say that together. He's got this. He's got this. Yes, he does. You believe it? Let's do it again. He's got this. I love it. I love it. So, let's be a doer of that. I'm going to pray a prayer over you, this congregation, and all who's listening, live stream, online. Now the power, this is my prayer, now the power that is trying to overcome our hearts and minds and our lives is renounced. It shall not overtake our norm, which is Living by faith, that's our norm. It's not worry, doubt, legal or illegal enforcement. It shall not rule over us, but only and solely the living God who walks among his people. He shall supply a cloud by day and a pillar by night, manna for food and an ark door that shuts to the floodwaters of destruction. It shall not come nigh our households and any other households that are within our influence. All that come to us in need, we the people of the living God shall be able to shelter, to pull up, and to provide for Amen, 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 amen. 
It's good the door is shut, huh, with the rain? Yeah. Um, my family, my wife is reading some, some uh, book about Noah, and it is presenting some interesting things. It is not Bible, but it's, 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 it's scriptural based, and it has provoked some thought of myself. And you think about it, okay, here, for how many years did Noah preach and build that ark? 100. 120, I believe, Tim. Is that correct? 120 years. All that time, these people saw this crazy old man building a boat so big, there was no way he was getting it drug to the water. He didn't have a trailer. <laughs> he didn't have four by fours to hook on that sucker and drag it somewhere. And... Rain was not there. So here was this man building this boat where there was no water. And they stopped up their ears. And they hardened their hearts. And they actually ridiculed the man of God who was following, following God's voice. They ridiculed him. And then... The animals started to come. Now, can you picture looking out these windows? Maybe the windows of your house there at home. And you see a giraffe start walking through. Through your yard. And then there's another one. And what? Strike? Zebra? Alligators? They're not even from here. How is this happening? Now, would not you think? <laughs> would not you think? Would not you think that that the people would think, uh oh, or I gotta go see this. Where are they headed to? And when these animals, two by two, are going into the ark and going into their, their um, spots in the ark, wouldn't you think the people would be prompted to wonder? But how many came besides his family? No. We don't want that to be happening here, do we? No, so proclaim, walk in surety and certainty. Display that you're living within God. And I believe people are going to be coming. They're going to start asking. They're going to be wondering, how'd you get your bills paid? Or your bills aren't paid, and how do you? How are you laughing and telling jokes about lightning bugs? How are you doing that? Or how you come in to work with a smile on your face? Or how you come in volunteering? When life is hard enough and you come and volunteer, or you give a church. How are you doing this? It's because we are living within the living God. That is our abode. That is our ark. His presence among his people saves and is a safe place and the only safe place. Yes. And it is always has been. 
It's always been that way. We've just been foolish enough because of his blessing and his goodness that we've got haughty in thinking that we can have it ourselves. We never actually could. We never actually could. Our source is Papi. Our creator. It is it is our existence itself. Our covenant. Did you know our covenant that what we need to do to have our covenant with God is to get out of the way so he can make it? That's what happened with Abram, whose name changed to Abraham when God, the Spirit, gave Abram a new name. In Genesis 17, 7, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Genesis 17, 8, and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. In Genesis 15, God's actually making this covenant with Abram. In Genesis 15, The sacrifice, Abram did give the sacrifice. He offered what he had. It was divided. But then see what happens in, in verse 17. And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark. Behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between the pieces. Abram didn't do anything. He was actually snoozing. Because if Abram had something to do with it, what would happen? He'd screw it up. Just like we do. It's all God. It's all God. Now, before this actually, when God sealed, Melissa read about being sealed in that previous scripture as the Lord moved upon her. Now, in verse 12, it says, a deep sleep fell upon him. But when the sacrifice was divided, it speaks of Abram having to keep the birds away. Vultures, the crows, it talks about that. So the sacrifice was proper and being left for the Father God to make the covenant. So that's what we're going to be talking about now. And the second part is about keeping the birds away from the sacrifice that our life is to him, our possessions, everything that we are. 
And in this part, it's going to be prophetic pictures that God has given me. So I believe that's going to be capturing, helping you capture and be tangible to what to what the birds are of coming into your life. Um, Sherry, my wife, did you have um, those scriptures? So you don't have to have them ready now, but can you get them ready for later? Yeah. Okay, she's going to have to read some scriptures to us and bathe you in God's word. So we have one God, one creator, one covenant that he makes. How many of us here have had a, made a covenant with God? Are you getting it all? It's all offered. Are we getting it all? I'm getting some of it, but I cannot confidently say by faith I get it all. But am I walking in it all? So that's what we want to do today. We want to do a shift. We want to do a shift to where we are getting more of it. We're wanting to remove these birds that are coming and trying to take our sacrifice wouldn't it be foolish to give the sacrifice to pay the cost of our life following God and then not get the benefit? That'd be a foolish thing to do. This is the picture God gave me for the Genoa Church. We're going to start there. I saw a gemstone, and it was large, and it was red, and it was precious. I couldn't actually identify this stone. It was very dark red colored. But the, the issue of the, of the picture was the gemstone was so large that it didn't fit within its setting. And that's what the Genoa Church is. It's made so precious that it's not fitting in its setting. That's the treasure that the Genoa Church is. It did not fit. It was precious and unique. Obvious, it stuck out and could not be hidden. Have you ever felt like you're, you're kind of like the, the, the odd one sticking here in Genoa? You don't really fit. It's kind of obvious you're here, but you don't quite fit into your setting. It looked odd, but God had a place for it, and it was vital and important to those within its display. So everybody within sight saw it. It looked unsecure for it was not fastened into place, but that what but that is its security for its functioning, how it was designed. It was designed not to fit. It was not to fit. We're not we're not to fit into this world, are we? We're not to fit into the religious culture. God has a higher calling than that. 
to this church than to fit into religious culture. Mm-hmm. All right, so are you grasping that? Feel like an oddity, not ball? You're supposed to be. It's not easy. We want to get in, don't we? We want to go with the flow of the culture. We want to have that recognition and acceptance. But do we have the recognition and acceptance of our culture, of our community, or our of or our God? Which do we choose if we have to choose? Which one? Next word, instruction on trophies. Do not focus on the enemy trophies of the past. Has the enemy done some numbers on you? Don't focus on that. Nor desire the few, what future trophies you can have or it would bring. Fix your gaze on me, your God, and in your destination that it is fixed. In that, your destination is fixed. Your soundness is established. Some of you fear failure. Some of you plagued by deeds of the past. But me, the Alpha and the Omega, is the only determining factor. And what fault do I lack? What fault do I have? Do I have any lack? Then I am sufficient. Let's say a word of prayer. Father, we repent for desiring more than what you are. That sin. We repent of that. We renounce that stinking thinking. And we ask for you to receive us back. And you do into your heart. For you are most precious and the most important thing of our life. Amen. Forgive self truly and fully to forgive yourself. Some of us have done things what we cannot believe we committed. Horrendous, awful acts. Just having unforgiveness towards a brother and his murder, right? Things you're ashamed to utter. God wants you to know the blood of the Savior has that. Asking you for are forgiven. Now forgive yourself. Bring yourself to a peace. Holding to. Punishing yourself and keeping proper distance from me is not needed. It's exactly the very thing you need is our closeness and hopes for me. This has been coloring your destination and in turn use and it brings me no glory for I have paid the price of those mistakes, of missing the mark of that sin. Allow my hand to to extinguish this curse of shame from you 
eat this gift of grace and be set free. So I, your God, may use you how I desire. You shall feel my pleasure again upon you. Lay these things on the floor of forgetfulness so I can dance upon it. There's one of the, one of um, our children here was dancing today. Think of, of the Lord dancing upon those things that had just tried to destroy you and that this dance would crush the power over you. Then the new wine, what you ask for, patient for me will pour from this threshing floor. Let's forgive, let's forgive ourselves. Let's forgive ourselves. So Father God, we come to you, each and every one of us here and in here shot. And those things that have plagued us that we can't believe we have done. We thank you for forgiving us for that. But now we forgive ourselves. We renounce the shame. We renounce any power those failings have had over us. We ask that a period be placed upon that sentence and that would have be it would be written on no longer. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I pronounce that forgiveness. I pronounce that forgiveness to each and every one of you. Not that just God forgave you, if you can put just in front of God. But what I'm saying is, now too you've forgiven yourself. And I ask for him, his spirit to rush inside of you, And confirm his covenant to you that you no more have this shame upon you. And instead, a joy, an unspeakable joy and full of glory would be upon your countenance and in your heart and bubble up from your spirit. Amen. I don't know if it's an American thing or not, but um, I think it's probably just a human thing. If again, you can put just human, <laughs> just in front of human. Um, but I think this is really interesting, and this is challenging my wife and I. And I, I, I preface this word with wondering perspective. Wondering perspective. 
So this has challenged me, and I believe it's going to challenge a few of us that's hearing it. Wondering itself can be your legitimate home. It may not be surviving, or it may not be serving as just a via or a means to reach your called place, but actually be home itself. This is difficult to accept, but those who are called to have wandering as their home are actually forced to harbor and take refuge in me, that I actually become your home, and in that is your sufficiency and sense of being and longing, and there is no better place. Have the best content in wondering, for your destination is always improving. What we call wondering, God calls sent. Isn't that interesting that we're on a trip like Pastor Pastor Fred's on a trip and um, he's got a destination and but we always think that we're we're kind of in not quite finished mode like we're in a like we're in a oven and you pop the door open to the oven and jiggle the pan and nope it's too shaky Melissa do you know how that works <laughs> You poke it a little bit and see you see if it's done yet. Nope, not done. Close the oven and we'll wait some more. But instead of having that concept and that thinking that our wondering, our moving around is actually our destination in itself. That it becomes our home. And if we really truly do that, if we crawl inside of our Father's heart and inside of Him, it can never be taken away from us. We can never lose it. We can't miss a payment on it. Because the payment's been made. Well, isn't that interesting? Do we, do, does anybody here have to change their thinking about how God has been wondering them around and thinking, when, Lord, and you've been crying out, when, Lord, when, Lord, can I actually settle? When, Lord, can I actually come home? When can I be in my spot? And God is saying to you, when, child, when, child, when? When, child, are you going to realize that you are in your spot? That this wondering is the best place you have, for it's what I give you. Um, while I was scrolling Facebook, does anybody do that? I do that more than I should. And in that meandering and um, time waste, 
Oh, God will speak to me about things. Well, I saw this. It was actually just this morning, and I posted it on my on my on my, on my um, Facebook. I I, I um, re redid it so it would be there, and I could find it. So you can find it there on, on my spot if you if you so choose. But I ran across this picture, and it was a picture of little chickens. In, in a brooder type area, in a box, in the fence. And a heat bulb was there, and the food was there, and the water was there. And also, out of place, there were two feather dusters hanging down into the box. And he said, it didn't take long, and the little chickens claimed those feather dusters' feathers for their mama, and they loved hidden underneath of there, underneath of those feathers, and feeling like mama's got me. I'm underneath, I'm protected. Do we want that? Or do we want the real? Because Father God has his wings spread and we can run underneath of his feathers and have the real. Have you ever seen a hen when something's threatening her chickens underneath of her wings? She becomes pretty ferocious. What do you think Poppy God would do? One of his one of his um Enemies, because if it's an enemy of us, it becomes an enemy of him. He'd protect us. He'd feed us. He'd keep us warm. Keep us sheltered. Keep the rain off of us. To huddle under the wings of the Almighty, not taking refuge in stagnant, false cover. Anything else we put trust in is false cover, other than him. Other than him. Okay, so here's the last one that's written down, I wrote down. And uh, um, I thought this was kind of an odd thing to see. But I saw a bunch of butterflies stuck on the ground with broken wings and peed up. And a breeze would come through, and you could see the wings fluttering. But they were just there on the ground, the, the butterflies themselves. And I just had an intention from the Lord. Why aren't they flying? And my, my response was, well, their wings are all broke up. That's why they're not flying. And he goes, no, their wings are broke up because they're not flying. And I, I got that ponderance inside my heart and on my face just like Russell did. And, and, and because this is way, this is in the, in the Lord you know, continued. And he said, what, 
What faith would it take to fly after their wings are healed? Here so many of us are waiting to fly and do what we're made to do. We wait till we're waiting till our wings to be healed. And what God is saying to, is, use your faith, you're a people of faith, that's who I've called, people of faith. Spread your wings and fly, and I will heal you in the air. And then interesting? So let's not wait for our wounds to be all, all, all healed up from damage. But we take off and do the best we can and fly into the wind and take, take wing and believe God will heal us as we take flight. Honey, did you find the scripture you want to come on up here? So, I think God has challenged us this morning, but it's challenging us in a way of resolve so that, one, we realize that God's made this covenant, that we are sealed. And then we beat away the birds that are trying to take our sacrifice from our life. So that number three, we have the benefit of it. The blessing, the flow, the fire, the love to give people, people the stability. Um, let this scripture then minister to you. I like both. <laughs> you choose. We have scripture in Ephesians and in Zephaniah. And I'll let my lady of the word decide how much to give to you. Okay, I'm going to start with Ephesians 3, uh, verse 9 through 21. And God gave me, or us, the work of telling all people about the plan for God's secret truth. That secret truth has been hidden in God since the beginning of time. God is the one who created everything. His purpose was that through the church, all the rulers and powers in the heavenly world will now know God's wisdom, which has so many forms. This agrees with the purpose of God. This agrees with the purpose God had since the beginning of time. And God carried out his plan through Christ Jesus our Lord. In Christ, we can come before God with freedom and without fear. We can do this through faith in Christ. So I ask you not to become discouraged because of the sufferings we are having. My suffering brings honor to you. So I bow, bow in prayer before the Father. Every family in heaven and earth gets its true name from him. I ask the Father in his great glory to give you the power to be strong in spirit. He will give you that strength through his spirit. I pray that Christ will live in your hearts because of your faith. I pray that your life will be strong in love and be built on love. And I pray that you and all God's holy people will have the power to understand the greatness of Christ's love. 
I pray that you can understand how wide and how long and how high and how deep that love is. Christ's love is greater than any person can ever know, but I pray that you will be able to know that love, then you can be filled with the fullness of God, with God's power working in us. God can do so much, much more. Zephaniah, this was in Zephaniah 3, 15 through 20. I'm reading this from the International Children's Bible, which I didn't even know there was one until we were looking up scriptures. I really like the way it's worded here. Okay, Um, God is talking to Israel here, his church, his people. Okay, So it says, the Lord has stopped punishing you. He has sent your enemies away. The King of Israel, the Lord, is with you. You will never again be afraid of being harmed. On that day, Jerusalem will be told, Don't be afraid, city of Jerusalem. Don't be so discouraged that you can't do anything. The Lord your God is with you. The Mighty One will save you. The Lord will be happy with you. You will rest in His love. He will sing and be joyful about you. I will take away the sadness that was planned for you. It would have made you very ashamed. At that time, I will punish all those who harmed you. I will save my people who are hurt. I will gather my people who are scattered. I will give them praise and honor in every place where they were disgraced. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you back home. I will give you honor and praise from people everywhere. That will happen, and I will give you riches, and you will see this with your own eyes, says the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who has wounds that they have been waiting to be healed and you're not launching because of it? I do. Who who has something to um, that needs to be crushed on the threshing floor? Who has forgiven themselves? Let's all stand. Let's pray and then we're going to close. And we will be different. We will not be the people who watch the animals going onto the ark and wonder and ponder and, and not be moved. We will not be leering and jeering. We will not be concerned of our community and our family and our friends who are not understanding us, but we will stand firm in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the bosom of the Father and in the flowings of the Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you that you see us this day stand. We are provoked into action and repentance. We ask you for, to forgive us for not launching, for waiting on you to move and to heal us and to set our life right before we fly and take those flights that you have called us to. Yes. We thank you. 
that you hear our cry, the cry of your people, and that you are our God, and we are your people, that you claim us, you claim us as as yours. And your presence comes, and your glory comes, and your power comes, and we walk in the knowledge of your will, and that we are your sheep and we hear your voice and the voice of a stranger we will not follow no matter what newscast it's on. That we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Most High. And that we are loved, loved into a comfort that resides and never leaves us. That peace of God that passes all understanding no matter the earth shakes and the mountains tremble and the winds blow and the, and the rain the rain flows or there's dry desert. We're walked out of work or we're given promotion that we have an assurance of you for such in this such a time as this. Thank you for pouring over us, awakening parts of us that have been sealed off from you, that they are being made awake now and sensitive to your spirit, and we will hear and see things that we have never done before. And this we call done and sealed this day. This day because of the covenant that you make with us. That you walk with that smoking furnace and that burning torch among our sacrifice that we lay open to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.